I'm Richard Lannan, Rides with Cannon, and this is the Glazing Insider Industry Podcast. Welcome to the podcast dedicated to the people of the glazing industry. In this episode, I talk with Gerald Allen from the Epwing Group. In this conversation, Gerald talks us through his fenestration journey all the way from how it started to the position he's in today. So without further ado, let's get started. Gerald, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Richard. How did you get into the fenestration world? By accident. <laughs> so so uh, I left uh, uni in 1991 as a fresh-faced uh, graduate uh, started applying for jobs and uh, there was a door company close to where I live in Upton upon seven uh, looking for a sales and marketing assistant so uh, I applied uh, I got the job never thinking that I would be spending the next 32 years in the the window industry uh, but here I am um, and family-owned business at the time company called uh, door panels plc i was just thinking as you said that i was thinking i've i've passed it which, which which ironically is now in the same building that permador which is a an equine owned business o- occupy so they just moved out of there then uh well they were it, the door panels were in business until uh uh 2017 2016 yeah, 2017 and then... um i'd left some years before that but the family started the business started door panels in the late 80s and the family were uh, boat builders right so oh, yeah marina and yeah makes sense so, so they'd started they were building boats out of fiberglass and the chris george the owner of the business made himself a front door out of fiberglass and it, this is kind of uh pretty much the, as the story goes and he was asked by his neighbour, well, where did you get that door? And Chris said, well, I made that. And they said, well, would you make one for me? And so that's what they did. And they set up door panels and uh, started that business and ran it very successfully till 1992 when they sold it to the Hayward Williams Group. Right. But they'd also started Permador in the building next door prior to selling uh, the, the panel business. And... Uh, they were the first company in the industry to make composite doors. I see. Primarily for the social housing industry. So, uh, and they sold that business in 1994 to, to Epwin. So, hence the reason why uh, Permador now occupy the door panel building as well as the, the Permador right, uh, building. Sense. And I spent 18 years at, at door panels um, uh, within... The first eighteen months, I was made made up to uh, to marketing manager, and we took the business from four million to twelve million at its peak. Wow! And uh, yeah, I had a great time there, um, and it was very local to me. So uh, I had a young family, so kind of ticked all of those kind of boxes as well. And then that was that was really it, and I never really saw myself leaving door panels, although. Hayward Williams had stopped investing in the business and it was the the demand for panels was in decline. Composite doors was very much on the up and I felt we were slow to react to that. And um, an opportunity came along to join WHS Halo in Sutton Coldfield. And so I 
put my hat in the ring and uh, got the job. And so 18 years was a real wrench to, to leave after such a long uh, period of time. But that's kind of my first venture into the systems side of things. That was 2013, 14. No, actually, sorry, earlier than that, 2009. And uh, the first 18 months, Halo uh, was undergoing uh, some changes. It had hit some financial uh, troubles. And then Vika came along and purchased uh, the WHS Halo business. And so for the next two and a half years, I spent my time commuting from home in Worcester to Burnley. Did you? And I have to say, Vika are a great company to work for. Um, I really enjoyed my time there, but it was just the the drive and the logistics was kind of killing me. So that must have uh, been sort of what two hours, two and a bit hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a long, it's a long commute. Um, and I did stay up uh, on occasions, um, and they were more than uh, willing to kind of accommodate me in that. But I didn't necessarily want to be away from home. No. And um, I'd met at. Uh, BPF meetings a, uh, a, a chap called John Skinner who sadly is no longer with us and he was um, sales director at Epwin at the time and uh, I got a call out of the blue one day to say we're looking for somebody would you be interested and immediately that commute from Worcester to Telford felt a lot more palatable than Epwin, uh, than uh, Worcester to Burnley. So um, I came and had a chat with John, and uh, I got the job. And um, yeah, I'd, I'll be ten years next month uh, at Epwin. So uh, and really enjoyed my time here, and I've uh, uh, increased and widened my role in the time that I've been with Epwin. So as well as looking after the window systems side of things. I also manage the uh, the fabrication businesses that Epwin own. So right. Sierra, Permador, Rekin Windows, and uh, Window Store, which is a group of trade counters. And uh, yeah, for the last four or five years, I've been head of marketing and I've got a nice team of people uh, that work with me. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've done some really good things over that, that period of time. Uh, and also manages uh, the Epwin studio down in Devon as well, which not only provides a service to our uh, internal businesses, but we also um, offer that out to our customers as well. So any design related projects, either digital or printed, uh, the studio pick those up as well. Very nice. So... Yeah, that's quite interesting that you've got the studio as well. It's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, and we probably produce in the region of two to 300 customer projects a year. Uh, and that ranges from a, a simple branding exercise through to uh, full-blown 60-page brochures, um, uh, building a website, um, helping to create an email campaign, uh, adverts for publications anything anything and anything and everything really um and we 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 see that as a service that we offer to our customers as part of the value that we offer yeah. we don't we don't charge for that service and the guys in our studio have got 27 and 22 years uh service working for epwin so they've really 
understand the industry inside and out. So um, that's a really useful service. A lot of our fabricators will have, certainly the larger ones will have their own sources. Yeah. But for the small to medium-sized fabricator that really needs that support, it's there from us to to help them in whatever net way they need. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's it, marketing's one of those. It's, it's a mystery to some companies, and they don't value <laughs> it at all. But uh, yeah, it's definitely needed. So, yeah. And I think, and there's you know the other ones. Sometimes it's not even about money. It's just knowing who to go to. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess you know I've got thirty years experience. I've got a team of people uh, with me that have also got lots of service um, and experience behind them. So we kind of know who to go to and, and where to go to to get things done. And, um, yeah, that's that's something that is valuable to, to our customers. Um, yeah, they, they, they don't really necessarily know how to, how or uh, where to go to get these things kind of done. So No, it makes sense. So when you joined, what was your position? Epwin. Yeah. Uh, so I joined as marketing manager. As marketing. So at the time, we had um, brand managers for each of the system brands that we right. that we have: Profile Twenty Two, Spectus, Swish, Patio Master, and then obviously Stellar Aluminium came along um, later on in the journey. So I managed a team of brand managers that were looking after each of those individual brands. And at the time, those brands were promoted autonomously uh and we had fierce rivalry with customers so uh, that's probably a story that may or may not uh uh feature on the video but uh we in the days uh, shortly after the acquisition of uh, spectus or the merger with spectus we had uh situations where Spectus product was being delivered on Profile 22 vehicles and uh, fabricators were turning the vehicle away. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, I get it. We've, we have, we have uh, the Swish system. We don't currently have a system for Swish, but the, we have Profile 22 customers and Spectus customers and they are fiercely loyal to those systems yeah. and those brands. And... Um, from our point of view, having multiple systems enables us to have multiple fabricators that trade in a town or a city yeah. that don't have to compete with each other and it doesn't become a bun fight on, yeah. on price. So that serves us really well. Um, so yeah, that was my first, uh, that, that was my first role, uh, when I joined in 2014 and, uh, it was in 2018, I think, uh, that I stood up to um, uh, become head of marketing. Right. I see. And so I'm trying to imagine, because you've got all these brands, you, have you still got brand managers? No. With that? So no. it's all coming so we've to changed you the, We've changed the way we work now. Um, uh, and we have changed the way that we present ourselves uh, to the market in the last few years. So... Um, everything that we do is manufactured in the same facility, um, but the products are different. And uh, we just found ourselves uh, in a position whereby uh, everything that we did, we were having to duplicate. So there was a huge amount of 
duplicity in, in, in what we were doing. So our trade advertising, multiple websites, multiple social media channels. And actually we've kept the, we keep those brands alive at system level, but the business is, is, is as one and it's, yeah. it's Equin window systems. And so that's how we present ourselves Makes to sense. the market and how we've presented ourselves since 2016, when we first launched the, uh, the, the new profile 22 system. Um, and, and that's kind of taken away the need for having brand managers because actually everything we do now falls behind one brand and we, we push our products under that Epwin window systems brand banner. We've also got outside of those, uh, kind of mainstream systems, a whole host of niche products, niche systems, wow. vertical slider, um, fully reversible window, curtain walling system, flush casement, flush tilt and turn, patio door. Um, and they, they don't, they're not part of any one of those mainstream systems. They're systems in their own right. And so having everything under Epwin window systems enables us to put in front of a customer the whole range of systems that we offer and that's more powerful we feel yeah yeah definitely and obviously since 2019 we've also launched into aluminium as well with stella and so that forms part of our product portfolio as well so yeah it the sum of the parts is is the powerful uh uh, argument really that all makes sense though because i think a lot of people have heard of epwin yeah and they know the brands and yeah. and you sort of just explained that nicely so that yeah I, I mean i have to say we still got a journey to go on because uh if you poll uh if you did a survey to ask fabricators and installers uh which names they'd heard of you'd probably still get people saying profile 22 inspectors before they start to say epwin um Epwin really is a name that's only existed since 2016 in a visible format. The Epwin Group has obviously been around for nearly 50 years, but it's almost been uh, hidden in the background. It's just the parent company, if you like. Um, so yeah, we've still got uh, we've still got some work to do, but we've just conducted a branding survey, and it is quite encouraging that uh, the recognition of the Epwin name has started to penetrate and um and we just need to keep that momentum going and you know all of our existing customers are used to buying the profile 22 brand or the or the spectus brand but when it comes to um trying to attract new customers we can put all of our systems in front of them under one name and it's just a lot more easy to digest yeah and as I say, more powerful as well, because actually we probably have the widest range of systems on the market, certainly uh, in PVC and uh, if you couple that with the aluminium systems as well. And so there's there's a product really that suits every fabricator that, that should be of interest to every fabricator. Mm, very interesting. I suppose with the, with the way things are going at the minute as well, um, how do you sort of see Epwin with we're sort of we're past COVID now, aren't we? So things yeah. are starting to kick in. So this is where the marketing, the branding, everything's it's going to step up again, especially maybe with next year. But is that something that you see? Yeah, I mean, I think 
uh, we'll be the first to admit that we had um, a tricky couple of years after uh, COVID and, and lockdown. And uh, it's taken us a while to recover from that. Um, this year has been about stabilising things. And uh, we've done that. Uh, and next year really is about pushing pushing on. We've got more, more new products to bring to market. Um, we're going to be developing our Connect system uh, to uh, help our customers grow. And uh, there's some other exciting stuff which I can't mention during this interview um, but that will uh, that will be launched in the first second quarter of next year uh, so yeah lot a lot going on and uh, even during the lockdown period Epwin had uh, continued to invest in the business um, so we didn't uh, feel sorry for ourselves and we didn't rest on our laurels a lot of investment went in during that period. Uh, we spent a considerable amount of money on a new warehouse and distribution centre. We've invested in the development of launching the Stellar system. We've continued to invest in infrastructure and people. And uh, we've started to see this year that there is some real interest in what we're doing. And uh, next year, we're looking to take advantage of that and... Um, uh, yeah, say push on. So it's exciting times then. So it's all to come. But I suppose you've you've seen sort of what happened from for, for the last ten years. Have mm. you noticed massive, massive differences then? Yeah, because it's the 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 industry's changed. Or yes, definitely. I think uh, Epwin here has changed. Um, I think beyond all recognition, it's definitely kind of cleaned up its act. Are you taking all credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and we've done some we've had some really wonderful moments over the last uh over the last 10 years as well so um but but i think um you know epwin's in a good place now um to take advantage of of whatever the the, the market offers there's absolutely now no doubt it's going to be tough i think you know we're going to see certainly some pressure for the next uh couple of years but it's all about putting yourself in the right kind of position to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that that are out there. Um, fortunately for us, we're strong in most sectors. So our trade and retail sector is always very buoyant. Um, Profile 22 and Spectus products in particular are very heavy, heavily specified in commercial. So we've got a nice even spread um uh, of business across uh, all the sectors and and obviously you know there's plenty of opportunity in in new build as well so uh yeah i think there's there's loads to go at i mean you know we we've had obviously we've had the demise of duraflex this year and i don't know whether there will be others to follow in the in the coming years i'm sure there will be um, there's a lot less systems houses than when I first started, that's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just for us, it's just about putting ourselves in, in, in the right kind of position to take advantage of those opportunities when they happen. I won't make you suggest any names, but it'd be good if I had a little display and you could sort of <laughs> hint at it or something. But um, 
Yeah, that's very interesting, actually, because uh, like you say, there's definitely a lot less, and you, you didn't realise, well, until you sort of go back, well, how many system companies there used to be. Just done, we've just done, we're just kind of doing some benchmarking uh, right now, so I think there's eight, eight or nine left now. Uh, I mean, when I started in 1991, there were probably between 50 and 100, I would imagine, possibly even more than that. Um, so... Yes, obviously, uh, as they've disappeared, they've consolidated, amalgamated, merged, um, uh, and yeah, it, it, it's um, it's on the PVC side. You know, investment is critical, um, but nothing's cheap. So, investing in extrusion technology, investing in new systems is huge. Um, so, so, I kind of kind of understand why there are fewer um, still around. And of course, as the market data tells us, there are less, a lot less fabricators now than there were a few yeah. years ago. And that will, that will kind of continue to, to fall as well. So we have to make sure that we offer the right products at the right price, right quality, right service, and support our customers to the hilt to make sure that we're the last man standing. That's kind of w what it's all about, I think. I like what you just said then, um, support. I think it's probably changed. It's, it's, at one point, it used to just be a great thing that you could extrude the profile and get it to them. That yeah. was that was part one. But now, like like you've suggested, you've got the studio, the support that you have to give to. Yeah, I mean, we've got now. we have multiple support. Really, we've as I say, we launched our Connect platform in twenty twenty. Um, and we've now got a thousand users using that platform. Um, wow. And that, that, that's kind of an all encompassing customer support platform. Um, as you mentioned, we've got the studio there. So that's a free service that we offer out to our customers to, to take advantage of. Commercially, we run a, an approved commercial partner scheme and there's a whole host of support to support uh, customers getting into commercial work. So, um, we run commercial training programs. We we have um, we have uh, we we give our customers a free Barber ABI license so that they can go and research and uh, find their own projects. And when our projects do get specified, when our products do get specified, um, we share those uh, projects exclusively with um, our approved commercial partners. Right. So there's some real value there, um, and we get a lot of products specified um, by architects and uh, specifiers. So there's, there's some definite value in, in being part of a part of that commercial scheme. Yeah, that makes sense. And then what's your connect connect? Yeah. So it's, a, it's basically an online portal. Right. Um, I, I was one of the few members of the Epwin team that didn't get furloughed during lockdown. And so I used the time to um, prepare the brief for Connect. And prior to Connect, we offered different levels of support, but you had to go to different locations to find them. Yeah. Um, we had a marketing portal. We had a technical portal. We had a commercial portal. Um, and we had other kinds of support as well and you needed a different login and username for each of them so the first part of 
developing Connect for me was to put them into one platform where you logged in once and you got access to everything. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, then secondly, we we in, we threw in um, a lot of additional support from within our own control to help our fabricators and installers to access things more freely, to get information they previously hadn't been able to get hold of. And then finally, we went outside of Epwin and we found a number of partners that offered services that we felt would be of use and benefit to our fabricator and installer customers. And we negotiated rates uh, to get some kind of preferential uh, treatment so that an Epwin customer effectively can get a better deal than they could get for the same product if they went uh, directly to yeah. them. So um, I think that includes things like uh, training. So we, we have an NVQ training provider that offers funded training programs for fabrication, installation, business management um, at a very basic level for companies running fleets of vehicles we've got a deal uh, offering a discounted fuel card oh, wow. uh, yeah. service um, we've got a partner that offers a free trial on a cloud-based installation management software tool so effectively an installer either an independent installer or an installer running multiple sales uh, fitting teams can um manage his installations online cloud based they can uh they can uh, get approval on the work that's been completed they can use it as a means of indicating whether they've been paid for that work they can take photos of the of the of the installation so that they've captured that for future uh reference so there's a whole host of um external partners that we've partnered up with and, and we continue to look for, for others. Um, and it's all really, uh, its sole purpose is to give our customers some, some added value beyond the profile that they, that they buy from us. And as I say, we've reached a thousand, uh, users now, roughly 500 fabricators, 500 installers, uh, but there's a there's a lot of installers left to go at. Yeah, um, there are, according to the industry data, three thousand installers using Epwin products. Right. So we've got a lot to go at, um, and there's no charge for Connect. It's free to access. You can you you can access it on your phone or your laptop or sat at your desk, and all of the services are very easy to use. Um, we've made it. Uh, very very simple from an operating uh, point of view, uh, and there's lots more to come for for 2024 as well. Obviously, we were delighted to win the G Award for best business initiative in uh, in November, and that kind of validates what we've done with Connect. But it's inspired us to drive on and uh, create something even more powerful for for 2024 and beyond. Oh, that sounds good. And it's another one to put in the uh, the cabinet. <laughs> yes, yeah, the cabinet is creaking actually. I think we need to There's quite a uh, few in there, yeah. Yeah, we've we've got glass shelves 
carrying glass awards and I'm not sure that's going to end well if we don't buy a stronger cabinet. So you've seen the industry change over quite a few years, really. Yeah. It, and it's, it's, is it changing for the better? That's kind of a question. I think definitely it's more, it's a lot more professional has to be, doesn't it? Than, than it was. I kind of, I kind of joined, uh, it's probably a bit late for, for the white gold, uh, type of analogy. That was more the eighties, but you still saw some of that going mm. on when I first joined. Um, and I think generally everything's a lot more professional now. And as you touched on earlier, systems, houses, fabricators, installers, they're having to do a lot more now than they would have done in the past to get sales over the line and, and win new customers and keep customers and that kind of thing. Um, and I think there's a lot more uh, consciousness about what's going on in the world. Obviously, uh, the recycling things kind of come back into fashion. And I think this time it's here to stay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're obviously going full tilt uh, with our plans for recycled products. Um, obviously, Future Homes is big news at the moment. And I think uh, we're very keen to kind of play a leading role in uh, understanding that argument and shaping it where we can. So we're, as a business, we're members of all of the trade associations, GGF, BPF, Alfed, and uh, Council for Aluminium and Building. And we have representatives of our teams that sit on those committees that are understanding firsthand exactly what decisions are being made and where we can influence those decisions, obviously trying to influence them for the best. Um, so, yeah, I think generally have to say it's all round a lot more professional than it was yeah. when I first started <laughs> 32 years ago. 32 years and it's kept you they do say once you join you don't leave <laughs> yeah i don't well i'm kind of here to stay now so i think it's um uh, and yeah i i don't think i ever left uni th thinking i was going to carve out a career in the window industry um but it's really infectious and um i really enjoy being part of it it's fantastic when we have events like the g awards and fit show where we can all kind of get together and um there's a lot of fun people in the industry as well and yeah, some real characters is. and uh so yeah every day is different it's um yeah it yeah it hasn't done me it's uh yeah it served me well yeah and, and, and it's, it shows because ultimately i'd say marketing is a very transferable skill yeah yes. it's getting and we sort of you sort of forget but i was talking to someone the other day and that they're just they've got a new social media agency or marketing company and they're not okay with windows and doors you know yeah. but it, you know it takes getting into it and it's the kind of thing you know once you're in you, yeah. you, you don't forget it yeah well f fortunately uh some of the people i work with uh kind of refer to me as uh, an expert, not necessarily on marketing, but I seem to, I, I, I have kind of tended over the years to pick up a lot of knowledge. I guess that's what happens if you spend this long in the industry. So, uh, 
I, I, I probably get asked on a daily basis, oh, who's this or what's that or, and yeah. People like you are better than Google. <laughs> yeah, Quicker I'm the Google for the And more industry. useful because you don't get bombarded <laughs> with adverts every time. No, absolutely. But, you know, I, I, the other thing about um, my role is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm past 50 now and uh, uh, cruising towards retirement. Uh, and uh, I've seen over the time I've been in the industry, you know, the kind of move towards digital. And I have to say that some of that goes uh, over and above me. But um, the trick is to just surround yourself with younger people that know all of that. So <laughs> and <laughs> that's what I've done. You are recording a podcast. Are you on the right track? <laughs> I'd say this is definitely something that uh, not everyone's doing. No. So, uh, yeah, digital is definitely, it's definitely, yeah, like you say, it's like recycling. It's not going away. No, it's not. No, definitely not. So, yeah, as I say, I, I've, I've kind of surrounded myself by people who can provide that level of expertise. Yeah, but it's, <clears throat> I think it's a good, well, it's a good partnership, really, because you put your knowledge with everything else and it goes. Yeah, uh, uh, and we have, a, we have quite a small team. So we've got uh, four that work in, in the marketing office here. Um, and that's supported by two in the studio. Um, but we're, we're, we're quite lean. Um, but we're quite, uh, we've, we've all got different skill sets. Yes. Yeah. And we just kind of complement each other and bounce off each other. And, 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 you know, between us, we can cover all the bases and, um, yeah, we do, we do some, pretty spectacular stuff really uh have to say i'm immensely proud of the team um and we've done you know we've done we've done we've done industry exhibitions fit shows we've done um customer events we've recently kitted out the showroom here um but it's the day-to-day -day stuff that kind of yeah. gets overlooked sometimes and uh yeah but we, we, you know we've done some good stuff over the years and well we're a very industrious team and this is what you need and i suppose with marketing as well is one of those departments that a lot can fall on you yeah it's if you don't know where it goes it goes to marketing i was talking to someone about this the other day oh and it just it's music it, to my ears. you just everything can come <laughs> under it and it's i think marketing should needs to be retitled the marketing and everything else that <laughs> yeah. no one else wants to pick up department because it is, yeah. It's it's been in every business I've worked in, so it's not. It's no, not, it's not certainly not an Epwin thing. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, fortunately, we've got people that will just jump on it and yeah, make things happen. You can tell done. you've got a good team there because yeah. it's. Uh, we were also saying with marketing, there's times where you feel like you need an extra pair of hands. But it could be a longer day, it could be a longer night, but you get there and then it sort of all sort of comes down. You can, you can get a bit carried away, I think, with some marketing teams and have too many people. And then, yes. so it's, it's interesting what you said about being lean as well, because yeah. it is very easy to go, we need five more people. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I think where we, where we know we've got um, a deficiency of skill or where we think we're better served using um, more of an expert, then we do go external. So we have got, an external PR um, officer and we've got somebody that looks after our social media and they just, they're almost like additional members of the team. Um, they just kind of plug into what we do. Yeah. We 
we have a, a kind of a weekly meeting and uh, kind of talk about the topics for the week and the things we need to cover off and we can just leave them to go away and and do it and uh yeah it works works for us and yeah. obviously we're now working with you as well so um so video is obviously something that we're looking to do a lot more of uh in in the coming years so that's quite a journey that's quite a career and it's still going but yep. um it's probably the time for the question. So is there a low point that sticks out for you in all of that? God, I'm sure there are. There aren't any huge ones that kind of That's probably a good spring thing. to mind yeah. immediately. Yeah, that is a good thing, isn't it? Um No, I don't there's nothing there's nothing kind of major. Um yeah. It it kind of Yeah. Yeah. There've been good and bad days, I'm sure, over that period of time. A lot of days. But um but yeah, there's nothing that really stands out. Uh, wh wherever I've been, wherever I've worked, I've always enjoyed it. Um, the door panels gave me a great opportunity early on. Um, I stayed there for a very long time, which kind of reinforces that point. Um, and then I went to work for Halo, which was a fantastic kind of opportunity for me to get into systems. And, and then Vika came along and acquired us. And we had a, I had a wonderful two and a half years uh, with Vika and then obviously the last 10 with with uh, with Epwin which um, by and large have uh, mainly been you know um, a, a nice kind of gradual rise so yeah I, yeah I can't think of anything that's really stand out in terms of low point well flip side to that then is there a high point that sticks out high point <clears throat> well I have to say 2019 sticks out as a real high point for me uh, on a personal level, on a professional level. So 2019 was the year that we launched Stella. Uh, the pinnacle of the launch was Fit Show and uh, just the whole event and the build up to that event couldn't have gone any better. Uh, it's worth all the nerves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah including doing a TV interview at 30 seconds notice. That was a, that was a high I've point. heard about that. Yeah. 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 I've done a few of those over the years and I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that I actually managed to do it because it's not something that comes particularly naturally, but, um, but yeah, fit show TV on the first morning of, of the show was, was interesting. Um, uh, yeah. And that, and that whole year, cause linked to the launch of Stella and, and the culmination of that at Fitch show, we, we won awards off the back of that. So we won new product award for at the G awards. We won trade marketing campaign. We won a Fitch show, um, uh, exhibitor of the year award that year. So on a personal level, that was, um, that was really, um, rewarding. And then also was very, very lucky to get involved that year in uh, GM fundraising and f the ride from Russia with Hope. Right. So uh, long and short of it is that a place became available and uh, uh, RMD put me forward for <laughs> participating in it. You were a cyclist anyway? Uh, I wasn't a cyclist at the time, but I was quite fit. Uh, 
But the opportunity to get involved in something like that yeah. just gave me a buzz right from the first mention of it, really. And so I put in a phenomenal amount of training for that. Uh, and probably in hindsight, uh, trained harder than I really needed to. Um, uh, and that sounds arrogant, but, um, you know, I'm riding with people who are in their 60s and, and getting on a bike and doing 60, 70, 80 miles, up to 100 miles in some cases each day for 12 consecutive days. But from a, it was just the most amazing adventure, 12 days with a group of people that are all from this industry that are completely selfless. And uh, just the camaraderie that we had in that time, I've never laughed so much in my life. Um, Gary Deco and uh, Gary Tall from Deco and Alan Rothwell in particular provided endless entertainment. I've met um, Gary. I've met. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just the most amazing experience and everything that went uh, with that event, the, the, the fact that we raised a quarter of a million pounds for charity between us. Um, and it's for me, the only sadness is that those kind of events have, have kind of come to an end, I think, um, cause I would be the first to put my hand up to, to do it again. Um, just, yeah, just an amazing year. So 2019 for me is, is absolutely the, the high point. No, fantastic. Who did you share a room with? Uh, I didn't. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Some did, but I didn't. Uh, and I think that was just the consequence of me replacing whoever it was that that, that dropped out. So right. they were always down to have a room on their own. Whereas I know Gary and Alan liked to share, <laughs> as, did, as did others. Um, yeah. But yeah, as I say, never laugh so much. Brilliant. Last question. I don't know if this will be easy now based on that last bit. but um, Yeah, it probably is, I think. Um, if you had to spend two weeks on a desert island with someone from the fenestration world, yeah, would it be? I think it would be that crowd again. Because I just, as I say, I, would, I know that I would have two weeks of non-stop laughter. I'm not sure we'd take our bikes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just wonderful people. And, and you know, the complete mix. So we've got people that effectively could be classed as competitors. We've got fabricators we've got uh suppliers from um different kind of parts of the industry but we just all came together and we're all there for a common cause and and uh yeah it would just be hugely entertaining um as i say i've never done anything like that before my only regret in life i think is that i didn't get involved in those rides earlier because i'd mm -hmm. love to have been part of the route 66 and uh, some of the American rides that that they did um, earlier on, um, but anyway, that's that's kind of history now. Um, but yes, I think if I had a choice, I'd I'd have two weeks with that crowd all over again. Fantastic, Gerald. Thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Richard. All the best for the future, and uh, well, open invitation. Welcome back anytime. Yeah, keep up the good work. Yeah, thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. That was a great conversation with Gerald. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you'd like to hear more podcasts like this one, consider subscribing. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Until next time.